All right, we're back. Squat therapy with Jason Ackerman. I have a special guest today, Stephen Self. Correct? Did I say that right? Yes, you sure did. All right, Steve. We, you know, you and I were kind of talking before we got live on the air, and I didn't realize we had actually met. So we met at CrossFit Bradenton about a month ago at one of my flexible eating seminars. Correct. You before that, you have a great story about how CrossFit can really impact someone's life. Why don't you give everybody, give the listeners a little a rundown on your history that you were telling me? Sure. So uh, when I was, I was when I was younger, I've always been somewhat of an overweight child, and when I was younger, I struggled with staying active, and um, more or less, I had a lot of pain in my feet and ankles. And as I got older, I went to start playing football, and the person that was fitting me for football cleats actually said, hey, you have really flat feet, do they hurt you? And I thought that was puzzling, and I said, yeah, they do, and he, he recommended to see a podiatrist. We saw a podiatrist, and we went through several, and the first couple didn't want to see me. The, the third one says, yeah, I'll, we'll take a look, and oh, I have this miracle surgery, we can, we can perform on you, and you'll be great, you can play football. And that was, uh, I was in middle school at the time. So we go through the surgery and everything seems to be okay. And I'm walking again. It's like a six-month recovery time per foot. So I had to do one at a time. And that was the start of being bedridden. And my activity level went to zero. And recovering from all this, I started uh, practice, football practice, my freshman year of high school. And I noticed that the pain... Wasn't, wasn't gone, and not only was it gone, but it was actually worse and different. So we went back to the doctor, and he didn't see anything wrong, and we went, we tried to look in for other different doctors to try and see me, and finally we found one that would, and it, because no, nobody really wants to see you after you've been cut on, and after, after we went through the list of doctors that, that you know, were on my insurance and everything, we found a doctor who said, yeah, I'll see you. And he looked at me and said, "Wow, you know, the, the other surgery that we had done should never have taken place on you. You're too hard. You're too hard of a kid. He wouldn't do it in a petite little, you know, young little girl that plays that does ballerina, let alone uh, ballet, let alone somebody that plays football or you know that's that's going to be a tall kid. I'm 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 six foot three now. So he tried to he tried to repair me. First, we undid the first surgery." And then we, we spent a lot of time trying to undo all of the damage that was done uh, from the result of this first doctor. And we spent a lot of time minimally invasively because once you have a fusion in your, in your joints, there's no more joint. You know, there's nothing more that can be done. Well, to condense it, we needed to have both ankles fused. And I've had both of my ankles fused, and I can basically... Uh, lift my feet up and down, but I can't go left and right at all. And ankle mobility is a severe thing for me. But this all took place during high school, and I was very depressed, gained a bunch of weight. I was over 400 pounds of my heaviest. And I was working at a desk job, and I started college part-time, and I was just surviving. I wasn't thriving. I wasn't happy, very depressed all the time. And I went in and saw the doctor that has been helping me, and, and he actually, we talked about how my weight was affecting, you know, because when you're heavy, everything compounds, and it's 
it, it doesn't it doesn't help your joints. And he actually said, hey, why don't you consider a gastric bypass surgery? And I guess that is really when it kind of hit home for me that I need to make some serious changes. And I went after the doctor's appointment, looking on the internet, and I found uh, the local CrossFit box, uh, CrossFit Bradenton, and they were offering a spin class. Because I, I, I had it in my head, you know, the doctor recommended low impact, you know, biking, swimming, elliptical, something that's not a high stress on my ankle joints because I, I, they're very, they're like a set of, of tires on your car that you can't change. You know, if you're really hard on them, they're not going to last you very long. So I messaged Paris at CrossFit, you know, at CrossFit at the box, and he said, yeah, come on in. And I, I did it. I tried my first spin class, and it absolutely killed me. <laughs> it, was, it was pretty intense. And I noticed on the, other side of the, on the other side of the box that they had a bunch of music going, and everybody was throwing weights around, and it just looked, it looked kind of intimidating, but, you know, it was very interesting at the same time. And I asked him, what is all this about? And he said, you know, might give it a try. Everything is scalable. We can we can always work around your mobility problems. And I was kind of hesitant, but I kind of wanted to try it too because strength training, you know, kind of appealed to me. And slowly, I integrated it into my life. And you know, it has just been. It really has been a complete 180. It's the community. Everybody at the box is super friendly. They are like a second family to me. Well, that's they really are. I mean, we can dive into, I'm sure, how stressful and, and how that impacted your middle school and your high school life, and we don't need to go into that story, but it's amazing that, you know, A, you see a doctor, and he's basically saying, hey, you need this gastric by bypass surgery, and your response is, I need to figure out how to do this with fitness. Yes. So that's I, so I, commendable I knew, of you. I knew when I... When I heard him say that, that, you know, yes, I was out of control with my eating, but I didn't think that gastric bypass surgery was something that I ultimately had to have, just because I felt like, you know, if I get it under wraps, there's no reason why I have to have the surgery to survive. So after I found CrossFit, I, I started to actually pay attention to how I'm eating, and I and actually, when I first started CrossFit, I was actually, you know, and Paris actually said, hey, man, you're starving yourself, because I was looking into how, all kinds of different things, how to, how to, you know, do this intermittent fasting and caloric deficits, because all this, that prior was something that I had no, no knowledge about, and I didn't really care about. Well, let, I want to ask you a question, too. So you go to CrossFit Bradenton, a place that I've been, and they were actually offering spin classes. Yes. So you, you, you started with spin, you, you spoke to Paris, who's the box owner, someone I met, he's become a friend of mine. How long were you doing spin before you actually decided to try out this CrossFit thing? And I would imagine coming from, you know, basically zero physical activity and like you said, your, your ankles are, aren't moving like everyone else's. It must have been so intimidating for you. Well, and it was, you know, and... And before I had gone into the CrossFit box, I was trying to bike ride on my own. And that's kind of what led me to spin class, thinking perhaps I could be with other people. And that would help to keep me motivated. Because when you're by yourself, you don't really push yourself as hard as if you're around a community of people. So that was really my thinking. But I, I only did spin class for, for a couple classes before I really decided to, to give the actual weight training a try. 
So you really dove in. I'm so impressed. I can't say it enough that you, so many people would have taken the easy route or just given up and not, not done it at all. You really, you know, gave yourself your own kick in the butt, went to spin, start going to CrossFit. And what was that like? I mean, the real question is, you know, how soon did you fall in love with it? Well, I, I knew right away, it's one of those things where you love to hate it and, 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 and you hate to love it. You know, I, I would go in and at the end of the class, because everything, so, everything is infinitely scalable, you know, we, I ended up, I, was, I spent most of my time like on the rowing machine instead of running or jump roping and I would just do lighter weights and, you know, everything was on the light side and I found that while I really enjoyed it, I wanted to get stronger, you know. I, I, I could I could feel my inner my inner beast, if you would, it, 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 you know, wanting to come out and just wanting to lift heavier weights and, and try and match up with some of these people. And I think I was hooked more or less the first week. Well, and, and when that, you say hooked, really you just you realized, hey, this is for me. Is as I love that you say it's infinitely scalable. That's a term we use often. And you're right. I mean, you're coming into CrossFit overweight with ankles that aren't mobile. And it takes an amazing coach in Paris to say, hey, Stephen, we can make this work for you. Right. And when I, when I first started, I couldn't even air squat. I, I, could, I could come down barely, you know, three or four inches down without, with, before my heels would pick off the ground. And I've been working with, you know, with Paris, and we work on mobility and stretching. And before the wad, you know, you come in and warm up, and he has a warm-up routine. And, and then you work on mobility before you actually start the workout. Then the workout will have a strength portion or maybe a mobility portion in addition to, and then we actually do the wad. So every time I'm there, I'm working on mobility some, in some way, shape, or form. And, and now... Uh, with his help, I, I just recently was back squatting uh, over. I back squatted 205 pounds for uh, two or three reps, you know, to full depth, you know, with with lifting shoes. I have to. I I've, I made a purchase with lifters just because I do not have. I can't pick my heels or my my toes up high enough. You know, I keep coming off of my heels when I go into a squat. So the lifting shoes help to help me to get lower, but. I'm still working on all that, but yeah, my mobility has just improved in so many different ways everywhere, not just with my feet and ankle, although that's, you know, that's the, the main facet of my mobility issues, the crux of, of everything, but my hips, my everything has been, was tight and, and just all stoved up, and, and now I'm working on it every day. It just seems like everything is finally starting to come together. Amazing story. You... What was your body weight when you walked into that first spin class and then ultimately when you started doing CrossFit? Honestly, I, I, refused, I refused to weigh myself uh, when I first came into the CrossFit box. And, and they tried to get me to, and, and I didn't want to because I knew, I knew it was bad. And finally, after, after working and lifting, lifting you know, the actual CrossFit part, um, I started, I believe it was late July is when I first had a first correspondence with Paris. When I when I started the actual CrossFit side, uh, it was August, and and after I, after I had done the actual CrossFit portion for four or five weeks, I weighed myself, and I was three hundred eighty four pounds. That was my heaviest documented weight. But I know 
every I was every bit of four hundred. I was I was over four hundred pounds. Had to be. You can't be that weight and change your eating style and work out and on the floor dying. You know, four four or five days a week for four or five weeks and not lose much weight at that when you're that heavy. Oh yeah, my guess is you would have easily lost twenty to twenty five pounds. Yeah. So, so it was it, it was it was a I was a wreck at first at, at first, but and I'm now down to I'm down to three hundred and fifteen pounds as of this morning. That's amazing. That was my next question. What do you weigh right now? And you say three hundred and fifteen pounds. So you're you've lost probably about one hundred pounds, and you've done it through hard work and exercise. Yes. And that's it. There's no magic pill. You know, training, no eating right, and having a positive attitude is is really what you need to do, and you're excelling at all of those. I met you a little over a month ago at my flexible eating seminar, and what we, you and I were talking about before we went on the air is you're actually having to eat more to lose weight. I, I am, yes. When I first started... When I first started going to CrossFit, I, I tried to make a you know an entire life change, and along with the exercise, I, I made a you know diet changes, and, and I looked into intermittent fasting, and I was really try I was starving myself as it turns out. I only wanted to eat like two thousand calories a day max, and some days I would only eat like eighteen hundred, and think, oh, I'm coming in ahead, and then then I hit a wall. And and after talking with you, and we worked over over the you know the macros that I need, it just it's like I'm going out of my way to eat more, and you know it's just it's been a complete turnaround. It's hard to believe I was just awestruck when we first talked about it that I actually have to eat more to lose weight. It just blows my mind. It's it's incredible, and I think more and more people are slowly starting to understand this. But yeah, like you said, you have to eat more. To lose weight, and what's the hard part for you now? What do you? Where's the struggle as far as continuing with this weight loss? Well, my my struggle as of right now, I mean, the food is a daily thing. I mean, I, I you know, is and following your your macro plan, I have been. It seems like I'm I'm going out of my way to find carbs in my diet, and it's it's I'm eating so much fruit, trying to you know just trying to match because I've been logging from from the start, it, and it, it was just a matter of knowing what I need to eat, and now now that I know what what, what my goals kind of are, I have a better idea. And before I w- was just eating towards a calorie goal, not necessarily a macro goal, uh, but now I think I think everything. More or less is figured out. I've established what I need to eat and how much, and I know what I need to do at the CrossFit box. I just need to keep doing it and keep the drive and the motivation, and that's where the community really comes into play. And that's what's the best part about CrossFit, in my opinion, is that community. You know, you're continuing to do well because of it. What's your What's your goal now? My goal is to. Get down to 240 pounds and just you know try and be a, as lean and mean as possible and own the CrossFit box. That would be that would be the ideal goal. <laughs> I love it. Your your weight loss goal, then owning a box, and and that's what's great. What other you know business? What other field is there where you can really change your life? And then the goal is to turn around and, and help others change theirs as well. What are you well, going to do from this moment on to achieve those two goals? I think you know the other goal that I kind of had was when I was going to, going to school and 
I had to make a career choice. Um, I, I had to choose something that kind of limited, you know, limited me to a desk because I knew, you know, I can't, you can't be super active being 400 pounds. So I, I chose to be an engineer, and, and now after, after working like I have and seeing the results, I mean, CrossFit's really given me my life back. I've been having uh, second thoughts about my career choice, so I think, you know, I, I was actually contemplating kicking around the idea of law enforcement, something that would require, obviously, you know, higher physical capabilities and, you know, just completely out of the realm of realistic the way I was before. And what was, what was your other part of your question? Well, I was just saying, what, what are you going to do to achieve those as far as, you know, what's your game plan in the box? And you've kind of answered the other question as far as, well, now you're saying my, my game plan with work has changed. It's maybe I don't want to, you know, be an engineer. Maybe I don't want to sit at a desk for the rest of my life. But what are you going to do to move towards that goal of one day owning your very own box? Well, I well, I didn't mean as far as own a CrossFit box. I just meant you know being one, you know one of the top guys at Pride CrossFit Bradenton. But as far as um, you know being one of those guys, I think the key is just just to keep doing what I'm doing and stay involved with the community and and keep feeding keep feeding my passion. Keep you know staying active with the community and keep involved with everyone. And you know I'm hitting the box you know, between four and six days a week now and just trying to, to you know, keep physically active in, in every aspect that I possibly can and, and just help feed my vision, just to help help keep going, just to feed myself, surround myself with positive people, people that are, you know, super strong, of course, and, and get some technical advice along the way, but, you know, it, just keep doing, basically, I think just keep doing what I'm doing now. I think the hardest part was getting started. That's it. That's what they say, right? The the journey of 1,000 miles starts with a step, and you've taken that step and quite a few more. I want to have you back on the podcast when you are at 240 pounds. I look forward to that. That would be fantastic. I look forward to it. What's your goal? What's your time frame for that? How, how, would you, how soon would you like to hit that realistically? I mean, you know, I, I was kind of thinking at the beginning of the year it would be pretty killer if I, I could uh, hit 240 pounds by the end of this year, but I think that's a little aggressive. I'm hoping maybe maybe another year from now, if I could get, get everything dialed in and just keep on it, I don't see why there's any reason why I can't, can't hit 240 in about a year. I agree. I agree, and you know I'm here to support you along the way when we need to change those macros, maybe even eat more food to lose more weight. Yeah, it's hard to believe, wrapping my head around it. There's so many carbs, so much protein. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, there's worse problems to have than to eat too many carbs. But you are you are doing great, Stephen. It's been a pleasure having you on the podcast. We look forward to hearing more about your success story. Excellent. I'm glad to share. And I'm always happy to share my story. And I hope to be an inspiration and help help others to stay motivated and Hopefully it'll keep keep me motivated too. Everybody's you know seeing a change in myself has definitely proven to help keep keep the drive up, and, and I'm happy if I can to help others. Well, let let me throw out there then your email. So if someone's listening to this podcast and they are you know motivated by your story and they want to reach out to you, how can they do so? Yeah, my email is my my name is Stephen Self. And my email is actually my first initial S, last name, S-E-L-P-H, and J-R 
at gmail.com. So sselfjr at gmail.com. That's my email. Awesome. Well, hopefully you hear from to hit me up, and I'm I'm happy to share my story and answer any questions anybody might have. And, and that's again what's great about this community: change your life, go about helping others change theirs. I hope people reach out to you because this is one of the most amazing success stories I've heard, and it's not done yet. <laughs> Thank you so much, Stephen, for coming on. Thank you for having me.